It's time for the 2 o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clock, Tim Clock. Welcome once again to the 2 o'clock show. This is episode 26, in case you were wondering. And if you were wondering, do I have episode 26 on? Yes, you do. This is not 25 or 24 or any other one. This is 26. We're just here to help. We have on the phone Gertrude from Gertrude's Artificial Eyebrows to tell us about this wonderful product that she has come up with and its many uses. Uh, hello, Gertrude, are you there? Yes, hello. Uh, see, uh, now, now we understand that you have created artificial eyebrows. Now, why, why would somebody want artificial eyebrows? Well, in case you burn your eyebrows off or... Maybe you don't have a monobrow and you would really like one. You could even put on two and have a double-decker eyebrow. That would come in handy. I had a friend who burned off his eyebrows looking in the toaster one day to see if his toast was done, so I can understand how that could have a, a practical application. Um, now, I understand that you also have uh, eyebrows designed for conversation pieces. Yes, there's one that can go in the middle of your forehead. It, it's a real... Uh... Conversation starter. I, I imagine that would be kind of the, well, I was going to say Cyclops look, but you'd actually have three eyes, wouldn't you? The three-eyed Cyclops look. There's also a unibrow that can go all the way across your forehead and loop back around and connect at the top like a big oval. That would be, that would be interesting to see. Now, I understand a lot of, a lot of women especially have problems getting their eyebrows to look just right. Uh, so that's that's where you come in, I take it. Yes, if that's the kind of product you want. We also sell ones that extend so far out it can act like the brim of a hat to keep the sun out of your eyes. That, that would be handy. Uh, another another one, one of our advertisers uh, sells artificial eyelashes, uh, eyelash extensions that, uh, that uh, kind of the, work the same. So those working together would make quite a quite a thing to keep your uh, keep the sun and rain and stuff like that out of your eyes, I would imagine. Now, uh, my understanding was we were going to speak with uh, Gertrude today. Yeah, this is Gertrude. Oh, <clears throat> uh, oh okay. Uh, I'll tell you what. Well, uh, nice talking with you, and we shall get back to the show now. Yeah, whatever, joink. And now it's time for the Cryptid Hotline. This is the part of the show where we have listeners call in with sightings of strange creatures and phenomenon. And it looks like people were just waiting to call because we already have callers lighting up the panel. So going to line one. Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the 2 o'clock show. You're live on the air. Am I alive? Going to line two. Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the 2 o'clock show. You're live on the air. And uh, me and Martha was down there, and uh, we we traveled all over Texas looking for the chupacabra, and uh, we seen one just the other day, and he was stealing hot links out of a out of a mobile home park. I mean, are you sure it was the chupacabra? Because I'm I'm fairly certain they like drink blood or something like that. Yep, yep, this it was him. We seen him several times now. And I'll never forget him. My wife won't never forget him either, because he already bit off her lips one time. 
so yeah yeah we, we this is him for sure and uh, and so we follows him as as we we will sometimes and uh, we follow him down the road a piece and uh, he went down the hole you you found the actual chupacabra's den yeah, apparently unless this is just a convenient little hole that he hid in to get away from us but but he had a whole line of hot links and he took them down the hole well that's definitely interesting um if you're interested, I'm sure there are plenty of, like, cryptid hunters that would be willing to, like, stake out the place to try to get pictures or something. Yeah, we, we hung out there a couple hours, but it never came out. We figured probably he was munching on them hot links and then, uh, then went to sleep after that, we figure. Unless he had another hole and come out somewhere else, I never thought of that. We just been looking plain foolish there, sitting there by a hole where he wasn't even... I bet he come out of another hole and he was all laughing at us, thinking, ah, oh, look at them fools looking out in the wrong hole. Well, alrighty then. Thank you for sharing, and I'll leave you to your hole hunting. Okay, going to line three. Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the Two O'Clock Show. You're live on the air. Hey, yo. The other day, uh, I thought I'd seen the skunk ape again, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, another of our regulars. Yeah, yeah. At first, I wasn't sure if it was my sister Bernice again, or, or the skunk ape, but, uh, he was running around my backyard, and, uh, so... I went out there, and I turned on the light, and it was Bernice. She was walking around in the dark. Why was she walking? Why are you calling in about your sister? Because she sleepwalks sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And she looked just like the skunk ape. And so so I was going to go look for a gun or something and and uh, take her out, but then I discovered it's Bernice, so, so I didn't. Well, it, it, I'm glad you saw it wasn't the skunk ape. She looks just like this skunk ape, though, you know what I'm saying? Then how can you tell the difference? Uh, she wears a dress. Oh. Okay, well, thanks for calling. Moving on to line four. Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the Two O'Clock Show. You're live on the air. I seen that there, the chicken man in New Brunswick. Oh, I'm sorry, what? I seen the chicken man in New Brunswick. Are, are you saying chicken man? Yeah, I seen the chicken man in New Brunswick. Yeah, I've I've heard of the Chicken Man of New Brunswick. I I read an article about that just the other day. Yeah, it was going on like like near midnight. I mean, just this guy there. I go looking out the window. And he's out there going around and he like flapping his arm like the wings and stuff. It's real weird. I I imagine that would be that would be. Can you can you tell what he's saying? Uh, partly. Yeah, it's out like going out looking. at... I go out my front door with a flashlight and stuff, and I'm looking for a ball, and like, my guy, my guy, he's running down the street, so I get my car, and I go after him, but it was like this three-hour chase, he kept going around like a wild goose chase, but he was a wild chicken man chase, and it was like, real weird, man. Yeah, I can imagine chasing the uh, wild chicken man would be, uh, would be a challenge. Yeah, it was, and the police started chasing me, because they thought I was there being a fool speeding around, and I tried to tell them it was the chicken man who burned with me, and they didn't believe me, and I'm calling from the, from the jail department place, the police, just my one phone call, I'm trying to, trying to get my story out to the world. I, I can't understand why they wouldn't believe that you were, uh, you were chasing the chicken man around New Brunswick, I mean, that's perfectly logical to me. I mean, if they listen to this show, they'll see just how very messed up and weird the world is. True. Okay, that was that was interesting. I, that's putting it lightly. That's our, I think, our first first reported sighting of the the chicken man. Yeah. Hmm. 
I've heard of it being down in uh, New Mexico, but I, I hadn't heard of it being up in New Brunswick. He must he must really get around. Maybe he migrates like a goose. Could be. Anyway, going on to the next line. Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the 2 o'clock show. You're live on the air. Have you seen any strange phenomenon or unusual cryptids? Yeah, your mother. Larry! He's hiding in. He, he thinks we can't see him. Not for long. I can see, I can see the top of his head behind his desk. Ah, that, that guy, I don't know. He really needs to start screening those calls. I had a weird thought the other day. What if indeed, in fact, Larry is actually Obadiah Perkins? I mean, why would he... Why would he go by Larry, then? I don't know. Maybe it's just kind of throw us off. We've never seen Obadiah Perkins. We just get notes from him about what he wants us to do. And the emails and stuff. Oh, so you're saying there is no Obadiah Perkins? Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder. And that we're just squatting <laughs> in the recording studio. Because he he feeds he feeds this parrot every day that that he says belongs to Obadiah Perkins, but we never see Obadiah Perkins. We never see him feed that that parrot. So just just a thought. Just one of the interesting one of the interesting things going on here at the two o'clock show. Well, anyway, it looks like there's one more caller waiting for us to answer. So, I'll go to that. Hello, this is the Cryptid Hotline on the 2 o'clock show. You're live on the air. Is it is a 2 o'clock show? Uh, yes. Oh, well, I was going to the can last night and, and open up the toilet and out come a giant tentacled monster and he had giant teeth and he grabbed me and tried to pull me down the toilet. Well, that sounds quite distressing. Um, could you give a further description of this creature? Well, he had big, big eyes and, 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 and big teeth, and he must have had at least ten long sucker arm tentacles, and he tried to pull me down the toilet, and, and my wife said, I, I told him don't flush them sea monkeys down the toilet, but I wouldn't listen. Are you saying you were attacked by a giant mutant brine shrimp? Yep, it's gotta be what it is. Giant sea monkeys trying to pull me down the toilet to get revenge. Huh. Well, I, I'm I'm glad you uh didn't get eaten by a giant mutant brine shrimp then. Yeah, it was a close one. Oh, that's that's just tragic. I imagine his wife is is uh very relieved that he was not pulled down the toilet and consumed by sea monkeys. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for calling. And thank you, listeners, for listening. This has been the Cryptid Hotline. If um, you are listening. If, if you are listening. This has been the Cryptid Hotline on the 2 o'clock show. This program is brought to you in part by Noah Zark and Sons, shipbuilders. Mr. Zark and his sons have been building ships as far back as anyone can remember. So when you need a ship, go to Noah's Ark and Sons, shipbuilders. And now it's time for Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer. Joy to be with you once again on this fine, scientifically minded program. Uh, your your uh, adept father there. Yep, yep. I'm 
I'm here too. I'm here too. Oh, that's very, very good. And what is the phobia that we're discussing today, gentlemen? That would be aerophobia, the fear of fresh air. Ah, uh, yes, that's, that's increasingly occurring uh, across the globe. People who are have a fear of fresh air, perhaps that's from being indoors too much. People are afraid to go outside and breathe fresh air. Well, it does look like we have our first caller, so let's go to line one. Hello, this is Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strodelmeyer. Hi. Well, how can I help you today? Uh, I... Um... I'm, I'm afraid of fresh air. Well, what... Um, how do you... How do you find yourself uh, coping with this... This phobia? Well... I wear a bag over my head to make sure I don't breathe in fresh air. Um, I I assume you you put eye holes in your bag to uh, enable you to see where you're going. Oh, I didn't think of that. No wonder I wrecked the car. I'll have to do that next time. That uh, that would help. Uh, no. In, in dealing with, with aerophobia, uh, one needs to remember that the importance of, of breathing fresh air. Our lungs, of course, need oxygen, as does our brains, and we, we need to enable our bodies to have plenty of fresh air, and having a bag over one's head uh, will not only cause a severe accident, but but uh, it will deprive your body of needed oxygen. I didn't think of that. Well, I'll see if my wife can make some holes in my bag for me. Okay, uh, any any further problems, just call my office and uh, or call this, this station and they'll patch you through to me. Okay. Okay, well, going on to line two. Hello, this is Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer. You're live on the air. Hey, yo, yo, this aerophobia thing, that's stupid. Who's afraid of fresh air? Get on the fresh air, you stupid moron. What kind of an idiot's gonna be afraid of fresh air? Okay, well, thank you for your input. Going to line three. Hello, this is Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer. You're live on the air. I would like the extra large with with extra cheese, and I don't want any of them sardines on this time. The fishies on pizza is disgusting. Sir, this is, for the last time, not a pizza place. But it says right here, Louis Pizza, and that's the number I called, so, so I'll, I'll take that extra large with extra cheese. And none of them nasty fish heads on my pizza this time. Look, man, either your phone book is wrong or you are misstyling. Okay, bye. Going on to the next line. Hello, this is Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer. You're live on the air. Yeah, I'm scared of fresh air. I never breathe fresh air. I, I breathe used air. I carry around a sack. I breathe into it. I breathe it later when I need to breathe. That's what I do. Well, sir, uh, that, that is quite, quite a, 
a way to, to avoid fresh air, uh, doesn't that cause you a lot of work to, to breathe into a sack and hold your breath until you can breathe it again? Yeah, but, uh, it's worth it because I hate fresh air. Fresh air just... I don't know. I like I like the smell of used used air, and I like to smell what I had for lunch. I like to smell it again later and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's them chips that I had. That kind with that them them hot pepper things. I like to smell them again." So yeah, yeah, like that. So I don't think it's a problem at all. People say, "Don't you suffer from aerophobia?" I don't suffer at all. I'm I'm having the time of my life. Sir, are you burping into the bag? Ah, well, no, sometimes I just, you know, the smell of whatever I had for lunch or, you know, or supper is still in there, and and it's, it's fun to try to remember what I had to eat by smelling it. Okay. I had never thought of doing that, but uh, that could be a, a hobby, I suppose. Okay, do we have any other callers out there? Yeah, I'm glad. let's just move on from that. Um, okay, going to the next one. Hello, this is Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strudelmeyer. You're live on the air. We don't have air where I'm from. Oh, okay. How do you how do you speak then? I hadn't thought of that. Hmm. Okay, goodbye. Okay. Hello, this is Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strudelmeyer. You're live on the air. Well, I think anybody who's afraid of fresh air needs to stop being a pansy. And just get on their horse and just go out and get some fresh air. It'll do you a world of good, you pansies. So get out there and shut up and quit being scared of stuff. Well, we don't like to be too too rough with, with people who have phobias. We don't want to intimidate them and cause them to have further phobias. Well, then I can't help it if they're little pansy snowflakes. They just gotta get out and take life by the horns and, and live life and enjoy it. And if not, then then they're just pansies. That's all I can tell you. Okay, thank you for your, uh, your opinion there, sir. I feel like this train has kind of gotten a little off the rails, but then it just kept going. True. True, making its own path through the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, looks like we have one more caller. Hello, this is Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strudelmeyer. You're live on the air. I like air. I like to to put put people in rooms with no air and watch them turn blue. <laughs> it's fun. Okay. Well, you have a good day, and I'm going to... Not call the police. Don't suspect I'm doing that at all. Uh, why don't we have Larry see if he can, uh, trace that call, uh, see where this, <clears throat> this, uh, person is, maybe? Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen, being here with you once again discussing aerophobia. And be sure to, to take, uh, your fears and and try to overcome them to enjoy life to its fullest, unless you're perfectly happy with your fears like that one gentleman that called in. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Hopefully you're still here. This has been Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer. Oh, yes, hello, everyone. This is your friendly neighborhood, Larry. 
uh, telling you today's uh, program has been brought to you by Tom's S Sarsaparilla. Yeah, go drink that stuff, everyone. Larry, you on the mic again? Uh, bye, everyone. Larry, I swear, every time I go to the bathroom, he comes in. Uh, did did he just do? Did he just try to do our ad for Tom Sarsaparilla? Did is that what it? Is? I can't see past like the weird jam stains he has on the paper. <sighs> that was supposed to say sarsaparilla. He must have been touching the paper. Well, I mean, that's less work for us. Well, we'll see how it goes. If Tom Sasparilla drops us as a sponsor, then uh, I guess we won't let him do commercials anymore. Well, we didn't actually let him. He kind of snuck in, but uh, we got to find out if he's really Larry or if, if he's Obadiah Perkins in disguise. Okay. Or perhaps he's Larry and not really Obadiah and pretends to be Obadiah or vice versa. I don't know. Well, that has been the 2 o'clock show, episode 26, and we're just going to wait here for the streetcar to go by, and we're going to jump on and see where we go. We're we're not going to, like, pay or buy a ticket or whatever is needed? We're just going to jump I on? Think, I think you just jump on and pay once you're on or something. Oh. I'm not real sure. Here it comes. I mean, it's like a normal streetcar. It's not going to, like, do something weird or have, like, 30 clones of Larry riding on it. This may take us to another dimension. Okay. Well, it comes around the corner, and considering that we've never had a streetcar by our, our building before, that that uh, leads me to wonder where this goes. Oh, yeah, and there are no rails either. How is it? What? I don't know. Well, let's jump on and see where we go. I mean, okay, but if we end up traveling, like, through time or something, this is on you. Okay, well, we hope we you will listen next time to the 2 o'clock show, so... Bye for now.